Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Family Writing Journey. I'm Michael. I'm Sonny. And I'm Matthew. We're a dad, a mom, and a teenage son. We each recently took up fiction writing. We're definitely not experts, but we hope you'll enjoy hearing about our journey and maybe get inspired to start your own. Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode four of The Family Writing Journey. Today, we'll be talking about getting started, sort of the very beginning ideas and motivations and things we think about, uh, the challenges that we might have, but things that you have to do right at the very beginning before you get started writing. So we'll start with Matthew. Any ideas on this general topic? So, I mean, the first thing that to really get started with writing is that you have to find the motivation to do it. And I think that's really, I mean, that's really just the most important first step. And for me, my motivation sort of comes and goes. So it's it's something that I like to think about and sort of sort of figure out where it comes from and how I can help it along. I like the motivate, you know, for me and for us, this family, you know, if we emphasize the family writing journey, that really is the biggest motivator for me, that we're doing this together and having people to bounce ideas off of. So that's really motivating. I think it seems like only Matthew is really sort of intrinsically motivated to be a writer. And he's had an interest for a while, and I think more seriously in the last couple of years. And I think, I don't want to speak for you, Michael, but I, I feel like for myself, even though I've always enjoyed writing as part of my job, I don't know that I ever would have really had the gumption to start writing fiction if it weren't for the fact that Matthew was doing it. So it's kind of interesting to me to think about sort of the intersection between your own motivation and something you might've thought to yourself like, oh yeah, that would be kind of cool if I did that. But then also how the, the environment and the people around you actually influence what you actually do. So I know we've talked about this idea of like who you surround yourself with and how that influences the things that you actually find the the motivation to do. Right. That expression, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Right. Yeah. So yeah. If we weren't spending time with Matthew, I, I don't know that this ever would have gotten started for you and I. Right. I don't know if this would have been what I would have done. I know that as I am in sort of the midlife era, I had really wanted to, I, I was making a resolution to, do something creative. I felt like I've never done anything creative. I don't think of myself as a creative person. And I thought of that as a self-limiting belief. So I wanted to do something creative. I don't know if I would have come up with writing. I, I would speculate that I might not have. Without the surroundings of the two of us having already yeah, started. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. But now that I have, that's my motivation. So I, I have sort of the double, or maybe there's more than double. But And you have sort of the whole like more of a goal oriented mindset. So like once you decided to do the writing and the book, that's sort of what you were doing and what you did. Yeah. That's, a, that's already, it's sort of predetermined. Now it's decided now I, I right, can't, I can't right. stop. <laughs> Cause I think the other day I, I was talking to Matthew, I'd gotten a book about painting out of the library, like just a simple acrylic painting. And I was asking Matthew like, Oh, maybe the three of us could, but I don't think you would be into acrylic painting because now you're you're sort of like all in on on writing. But if we had started acrylic painting 
six months ago, maybe that's what you'd be doing. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I, I certainly have other interests and, and we might talk about that in a little, in a little bit, other things that take away time from writing, but it, it, it would not have been acrylic painting. That, that would, <laughs> that would have been a hard push for me. So we're a little bit on Matthew's coattails, Yes, but obviously I guess we wouldn't be doing it if it didn't also if it wasn't something that you and I were also enjoying. You guys are both readers too. So you're sort of in that book sort of world already a bit. For me, I mean, that was the main reason that I, because I've, I've always been a big reader and, and I've said this before, but like that led me naturally into writing. Cause I, I like to think about like the future, but I'm also not really good at thinking about the future. Like I don't really know what I want to do. So I thought about what do I like to do? I like to read. And this was like several years back. And and then I realized if I like to read, that's obviously not really a good job opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> so instead I can try and write the sort of books that I would like to read. So that is sort of my my goal in writing. So now that you're writing fiction, is it making it at all more clear to you what you might want to do in the longer run? Um, no, not really. I think, I mean, I've always sort of had this knowledge from the start that like writing is not a very set or determined career path necessarily, but I do, I do think it's very likely that I will continue to write at least in some, in some way throughout my life, just cause I enjoy it. Even if it doesn't become like the full, my full career. So writing a book when you were in your teens, you think that's going to have an influence on what you do later or how that stays a part of your life? Well, yeah, I mean, I accomplished it. So now I know I can write a book. So why wouldn't I write a dozen more, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think that's awesome. Because it's really hard. <laughs> <laughs> well, just the way I think about it is like, I'm writing to have fun and to get better at writing. Like, I'm young enough that like, I don't need to support myself or anything. So I'm not really thinking too much about like the publishing side of it and like sort of writing to an audience or anything like that. I'm just, I'm just doing what I want. And I think that really helps my motivation really to be able to keep enjoying it so you can keep doing it. And dad and I are old enough and we've already got established careers. So there's also no, no pressure on us to feel like it's something that has to you know, pay for itself or be kind of a practical choice. So oh, I didn't, I never really thought of it that way that we're, even though we're at such disparate points in life that that's actually a commonality where, you know, there's no pressure either way. Cause the pressure would, would the make pressure things would be hard. there if like, you're like, you're just out of college, you're like an English major, right? What, what's your job going to be? Oh, I want to write, but then you're immediately under pressure, which makes it hard to motivate yourself and keep having fun with it. So any of the three of us might continue on and, and become writers and maybe even become writers who make money from writing, but, well, it, but we're not being, we don't feel forced or pressured in that direction. Yeah, I would, I just want a challenge and I want us to all maybe start thinking of it differently, but not, we may become writers. We're all writers. That, uh, that just is the fact. That's actually exactly <laughs> what I was going to say. Like I think about the terms we are writers because we write and listeners are writers if they write. But the only difference that being published has is making you an author, which we are not. 
Well, that's a good point. And especially because this episode is focused on getting started. And I think one of the barriers to getting started is kind of getting over that mindset of, of like, what is the difference between being a writer versus an author? Does it matter? Do you need to think of yourself as one or the other? Um, yeah. I think thinking of yourself as a writer is just kind of a creative pastime is a whole lot easier than the pressure you might feel if you felt like you needed to think of yourself as an author. And right. also more conducive to creating good books in the long run, I feel like. What, being a writer or an mm -hmm. author? Thinking of yourself as a writer, like going through the creative side, doing what you want to do, that shows on the page. Like you're not just trying to make money. Right, although people who are listening to this who are like actual authors can be writing awesome, amazing books that are probably like 100 times better than ours. Right, that's for sure true. Yeah. All right, but let's, <laughs> let's we're, we're all writers and anyone out there who's writing, you're a writer too. Okay, so. that's true, that's good. <laughs> we're writers and I don't know that, the semantics of you know being an author is that far away either. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, well, you could self-publishing. It's a little, it's become a little easier. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's a reasonable goal too. But we don't have to go there today. We're talking about starting. <laughs> so since we're talking about starting, I know one of the things that we've talked about is roadblocks and worries. Like, what are the things that have maybe made it hard to get started, or might make it hard for someone else to get started? I think for me, and I think I can probably speak for you too, writing really poorly you know, just doesn't, didn't, wouldn't have felt good without Matthew's recurrent theme to us of don't worry about how good or bad your writing is, just write. Yeah. That, that would have been a roadblock to me on my own, I think. And I'd go even further because really what Matthew reminded us is that whatever you write is not going to be good. And that's okay. That's not even how I put it. Your book is going to be bad. Like, that, that was the immediate thing that I tried to say to both of them. It's true. I don't want to. And the thing I, I tried to say to myself too. Yeah. Rubbish. But that's, but that's true. It's rubbish. It's going to be rubbish. <laughs> not even B minus work, but no. maybe maybe much worse. So so I don't so so you feel like it was a it was a barrier to get past the idea that if it couldn't be great, then maybe you shouldn't be trying to do it. I think it would have been. I, you know, I, I'm definitely, I'm not a pastime guy. I, I like to do things that are productive and end in a result that's measurable and, you know, probably like lucrative in some way. Right. And I think without the sort of casualness of this more creative endeavor and without the support of you guys, I don't know that I really could do something so vague and sort of ephemeral is just sort of randomly writing a book without having a specific purpose in mind. It, it's a little tougher in, for my mindset. So that would have been a roadblock, but I think because of the nature of how we're doing it, it has not been. And I guess I, I didn't really feel that way. Two, two parts. One, I do write a lot professionally and I have for a long time. Right. So Your writing is the technically the best, like the prose itself is better than ours. Well, thank you. And I didn't really worry about whether the writing would be good. I, I knew the writing itself would be sound enough. And maybe it's different that over the course of my life, I've done creative things that have no purpose. I crochet. I've learned to knit. I cook. I do crafts occasionally. I have painted a little bit. Like 
I feel like I've dabbled right. in a lot of things that don't really have a purpose other than just the creative fun of doing them. So when I started my book, I really thought of it in that same vein. And I think Matthew, you know, being your age and growing up how you did, you're like that too. You haven't done all the kinds of things that mom just said, but your whole life as a child is, or you're not a child now, but you know what I mean? For most of your years has just been sort of doing creative things. Yeah, just doing things that I want to do. Yeah. But I do still think that it, it's a bit of like my, my whole advice to them about recognizing that your book is going to be bad, at least at first. It's sort of a, a do as I say and not as I do thing, because I know that I know the truth of what I'm saying logically, but it can still be hard for me to sort of recognize it sometimes. Like, especially if, if I'm editing or something where I'm reading back, I'm like, oh, man, this is really really bad or at least i see the flaws in it more obviously maybe than somebody else would but then if you sort of get into a you can sort of get into a loop where you or not a loop whatever sort of a lull where you stop you stop writing because it's hard to think about how your stuff is just bad so what other roadblocks other than or or should we I don't want to emphasize that that your stuff is bad and that might hold <laughs> right. you back. I think we're. I think the answer to a lot of these roadblocks has been what we're doing together, which is writing as a family, even though we're writing separately, but we talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so many things in life are easier if you have kind support. of a, a support group and like-minded people around you. It just makes it more fun and gives you some extra motivation. So I don't know if any of us felt like, you know, we were worried about the time that it would take or I didn't worry about that, but I guess I have been aware of it because I haven't had a, a really structured writing schedule. I've just kind of written when I had the time. It's a concern for me. Uh, the time that I have to write is somewhat limited and it's always, I don't know, always, it's mostly when I'm not at my best. So I'll, I'll have you know, done a, a full day at work and, you know, and then it's, it's the evening when I'm a little tired and, you know, the natural tendency would for myself would be to, you know, watch some Netflix or something along those lines. Um, so I'll, I'll, I know I'll make the time. I know I'll find the time, but I, for me, that is one of the roadblocks is it's not going to be my best time. And sometimes on the weekends, I'll occasionally get a good time where I am more energized and, and more into it. But that's certainly a roadblock for me, but I just do it anyway. So then that's not fully a limitation. For me, the timing is like, I have a lot of free time being in high school, but the work is not that hard and I've got days off and summer break and that sort of stuff. So I don't, it's not really an issue finding the time to write, but I do still think about like more of the long-term timing. Like if I do one chunk of writing in a day, you can you could sort of project forward and see that like oh this book is going to take me months and months to finish and that sort of extended time can be a little intimidating sometimes yeah it's not like a project that you can see the end if i sit down and i have a little craft activity and i know it's going to take me an hour or two to do it and then i'm going to have a finished product that's really different than this where like you say you you know that it's a long term kind of process. I, so you've got to enjoy the process, not just thinking about the product, or I don't think you'd stick with it. Yeah, certainly. But I love that thinking because that's how you systematize things, if that's a word. Um, 
you know, to me, that's great that this expression we've used in our family, the time goes by anyway. Right. So you're 17, you know, you have two, you have rough drafts of two full novels. The time went by anyway. So yes, you only maybe did a little bit of it at a time. But as that time went by over the course of however many 10 months or however long it's been, you've, you've really gotten a lot of writing done. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know, I guess maybe being older, but I'm, I'm more empowered by that, even though you, rather than being daunted by, by how, how far away it would be before you can actually accomplish it. But I know that I've had many years in my life where I haven't done as much and, you know, those years are gone. So you might as well do some stuff and you might as well write as a family together. We did raise three kids. We weren't doing Yes. That. And we've done other stuff <laughs> and I've, you know, we've gotten advanced degrees and, you know, accomplished other things. I don't feel like we were twiddling our thumbs. <laughs> no, no, not at all. <laughs> so we're talking today about getting started and, and kind of the, we've been talking about the motivation and that whole piece of it. So Anything else we want to talk about today in terms of where our ideas come from? I know this overlaps with some of our other episodes a little bit, but you got to get through whatever roadblocks and barriers and baggage you have. But then also you've got to decide what you're going to write about and how you're going to write. So thoughts um, about that? I think, I think I, I've always been someone who has a lot of ideas, particularly for, for writing and for books. And I sort of have the opposite problem of, I think you mom, where like, I come up with too many ideas and I have to weed them, weed them out and figure out which ones are good and which ones I have the time to work on. And I think that stems largely from like, as I've said, I love to read and I have read a lot of books in my time. So I'm sort of in the world of literature. So a lot of the ideas can sort of come naturally, I think. Do you mean like you read something and it gives you an idea for something else? Um, not exactly. Not, not that directly. I just mean there's disparate ideas from hundreds of books just floating around in my mind and they can sort of combine into, so you couldn't trace them back necessarily, but I think that is largely where my ability to come up with interesting ideas comes from. But do you have to like sit down and think, okay, now I'm going to come up with ideas or... Because no. I really had to do that. The ideas were not just easily there for me. That's because Matthew lives in this fantasy land in his mind. I do. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's like my ideas just come randomly. So I, I have like a note in my phone where I just write down random stuff that I think of generally late at night. And then you look at them later, you sort of weed them out, combine certain ones that could fit together in a story. And, and then you just work from there. And I have heard that real that writers get in get ideas from everything that's around them. So that writers like us. <laughs> I know. I almost started to yeah. say real writers, but right. then I knew that that was going to be challenged <laughs> by Michael. But that they that they think about whatever conversations they have, books they read, things they see on TV, you know, and then those things all sort of. So, but I don't know because for myself, Matthew's right that getting the idea has been surprisingly hard. And I, I think because I've done a lot of professional writing where I didn't have to really get an idea, I knew what I had to write because I had to write a report about a certain thing, or I had to do a certain piece of research for, you know, a lecture or whatever. I didn't have a lot as much creativity and I wasn't just starting from a blank slate. So when I was starting with a blank piece of paper, so to speak, 
it was hard for me to figure out how to get started with ideas. Yeah, I had I had a challenge there too. I'm very practical in in my way of thinking, so I haven't I haven't had uh, a lot of you know random thoughts that I then jot down in a notebook here and there. Um, but I will say that since we've started, I think that is helping. You know, I'm getting some more ideas at random times. I don't know that I'm getting that many, <laughs> and I might not be jotting them all down. But I do occasionally now. And and you know, when I watch a TV show or a movie or even read a book, I have a slightly different way of looking at them now. Like thinking about not just enjoying the story or the show, but thinking about you know, how the story works, how it becomes a good story. That's so true. I've heard you say that when we're yeah. watching things, something yeah. about a story arc or something. Right. Like Words that even, I wouldn't have used. wouldn't even have known what yeah. that was a few months ago. Yeah. For me, more than like plot, like my plot ideas are just sort of random, I feel like, but character ideas, I certainly do draw from, from more from real life. I think like I will, I don't, base my characters on any one person or anything but i certainly do take personality traits and that sort of stuff from people around me and from internally in myself and when you're when you guys are writing now forgetting the outlining part and the pre-thinking about it do you do you feel the muse or whatever you would call it you know as you're writing do you sometimes get other ideas and sort of go off on tangents or, or roll with it I know I certainly have in the little bit of writing I've done. Yeah, I have. And I, I've been a little surprised because it's been tough to get started sometimes. And I don't feel like it's been easy for me to come up with initial ideas. But once I have a little bit of a framework and I'm writing, yes, I have found sometimes that it felt really good that things were kind of flowing. And sometimes they, those details of character or setting would be coming, like Matthew said, maybe from my own experience or something. But then as I was writing, they would just kind of take on a little bit of a life of their own, which was kind of gratifying, honestly, because I think I had been what what you, Michael, sometimes call a self-limiting belief. I, I think I've had sort of some self-limiting beliefs that I'm not creative and I'm not good at coming up with storylines and settings and all that. So if it's when it happens a little bit, it's kind of exciting. It feels like, Oh yeah, I can do this. Kind of astounds me that you would think you weren't, but <laughs> yeah, I do think it's certainly true that like, it's hard to like staring at a blank page. It's hard to start sometimes or hard to even sit down to try and start. But once you write even like the first word or the first sentence, ideas just sort of come to you as for like what you're going to say, but also just the way you're going to say it. And it is kind of weird that you, you start to write and sometimes you don't know how you're going to say it and you just, you just write it a certain way, but it's not the only way it could be written, but it's how you happen to write at that time. I, I, I feel a real sense when I'm sitting down with my laptop of the idea that things could go in a lot of different directions and you don't exactly know where it's going to go. That's how I feel about life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really well, like to feel deep. that way about life. So I, I guess. I like my life to be a little bit more predictable. So maybe, maybe I'm looking for a little bit of less predictable when it comes to writing. I don't know. And then you pen it down and it's set in stone and you can't change it. Yeah. Well, that's hard. We'll have to talk well, about that. I know that's not how you feel yeah. about life. Another day but no, about no, the whole idea of making changes. Um, so 
I think we're getting close to the wrap up here. We had talked a little bit about um, this as a shared family activity. Matthew, do you, I, I'm curious, because dad and I keep saying that a lot of our motivation for getting started had to do with that piece. Um, yeah, I think, I think certainly the accountability of it was, is certainly helpful for me. Like if I see that one of you is writing, it makes me feel like, oh, I should be writing. And just the idea of like, I've shared my stuff with you guys. That makes me feel like I want to make it better so that you guys will enjoy it more. And that sort of, that sort of motivation. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I, I think that, uh, that was a pretty good wrap up of things. I will say just as a, as a part of a parting comment before we go, you know, we talked a little bit about roadblocks here and for us, and hopefully for you guys out there, just having supportive people around is, is awesome. Not just accountability, but just someone to talk about. I don't, I haven't even barely written that much, but I feel like we've talked more about writing than I've actually written, but, but that's okay too. And it just feels positive and hope other people can have that similar experience. And I think that's good. We're talking about the three of us as in our family journey, but you could find those kinds of people in other places too. Yeah. We happen to yeah. be really lucky that we've got this part of our family that's that's supporting. And we've actually got a couple of other writers in our more extended family who might come on the podcast one of these days too. But lots of ways to find support. All right, everyone. Well, thanks for joining us today and good luck with your own writing journey. Bye. Bye. Bye.